0: Let's go! Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland.
1: Oh he breaks! Oh, oh. He's the worst. Yeah, Red unbelievable! The Scarlet and Black are back on the final bowl club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas.
0: Let's meet today's hosts.
1: Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into another installment of the Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm R.C. Maxfield alongside Tobias Bass down in H-Town. Tobias, how you doing, man?
0: Doing well, man. Just got done watching a crazy, crazy, crazy basketball game between the Nuggets and the Clippers. You know, the Nuggets are going to the Western Conference Finals. I really can't believe
1: it. Well, I mean, they do have the best center in the NBA. I've been telling you that for uh, three years now. And, and so, just to clarify, by the way, the only way you will not talk about the weather down in Houston is if a basketball game just ended?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's dark right now. I mean, it's, it's a typical normal hot day. Okay. I just didn't know if that was the
1: qualification. Like, if a basketball game ended, you wouldn't talk about the weather? I just wanted to make sure, you know, so, so I knew, you know, as a host.
0: Yeah, I was just really excited about the game. I mean, Jokic went absolutely insane. So did Jamal Murray. So I just want to see what's next for – kind of hopefully we get seven games or so out of it.
1: Yeah, for the Nuggets' sake, I bet you they want it to be over in three. They've already played seven games twice. Um, yeah, obviously they can't get it over in three, but they want to get it over as soon as possible, hopefully with the win. Um, speaking of a win that kind of went down to the wire um, unexpectedly, Uh, Texas Tech and Houston Baptist met up this past Saturday in Tobias. um, There's a lot of things we can say about this football game. Um, I know you only got to watch it in bits and pieces just because ESPN Plus was messing up for you or whatnot. Um, But from what you did get to watch, what was your main takeaway for um, Texas Tech football?
0: Uh, well, Bailey Zapper. How do you say his last name? Zappy. Zappy. Zappy, he's uh, he, he's, he's all right. I think he's, I think he's kind of good. I, 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 uh, 567 yards. If, so, so, you know, HBU, they only can play three games. They've already played two. The moment that game is over, the moment I'm calling HBU and seeing if he wants to play another year of college football, if he does, I would bring him to Tech. That would be the first thing I would do. When we talked about this the last podcast, Tech, you know, firsthand got, a, got to see what he looks like firsthand. I would immediately try to see if he wants to come to Tech. Or any school that's like Air Raid that passes the ball a lot, they got a chance to see that game. I mean, worst case, that, if he's bad, he's bad. He just, he just won't play. But if he's good, he might have found you a little hidden gem at Houston Baptist University. Who would have thought?
1: He kind of – I feel like, you know, obviously, I don't think this will happen. But, like, the perfect place for him to go is Mississippi State because Mike Leach is there. Like, he'd be perfect with Mike Leach. Um oh, yeah. But, but, I mean, yeah, like, you, you look at the game for Texas Tech, right? Like, you just – you you're coming into this, they're 40-point favorites. No joke. We're talking 42. I undersold it. They're 42 effing points favorites. In this game, right? 42. And you beat this team by two? Like, what the hell are you doing? So, first of all, let, let, let's just go over the numbers a little bit um, for Texas Tech. So, I'm trying to get to the game recap right now for the Red Raiders because, you know, the, the crazy part is, Tobias, you talk about Zappi. You want to know the funny thing is about him? Um, he, he obviously out through – um you know alan bowman and whatnot but the funny thing is alan bowman is the one that leads the fbs in passing Mm. he leads the Mm -hmm. fbs in passing with 430 yards um and he got out you know outpaced by zappy by over 130 but you just look at it right there's a guy they like they they literally threw for 572 yards on you the, the brothers Stearns, I hope they're brothers because if not, that's a very weird coincidence. The brothers literally went for 339 yards on 17 catches and three touchdowns. Are you kidding me? Like what, is, what is going on? Like I will be the first one to wholeheartedly admit I thought the secondary would be better than people thought. I was wrong. Yeah. I, was, I was just dead wrong. This secondary, there's a lot of work to do. Because, to, Tobias, I'm going to be honest with you, you could have played wide receiver for Houston Baptist. All you would have had to do was run a fake slant and go. They would have bid every time. That's how, to, that's how yeah. they got their long touchdowns.
0: T- to me, this was almost – or not even almost. First of all, Tego's was favored to win by 40. So, you know – Did it go down as to as 40? Line. Um, yeah, we <laughs> went down to 40. <laughs> yeah, I think you finished at 40 but we 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 embarrassed ourselves like like that that's embarrassing like like that game was very, very, very winning with HBU. like I said, they were playing with house money, they were just happy to be out of Houston, you know they'd been cooped up for so long because of COVID they just happened to be in some somewhere else
1: yeah well i mean they they got paid four hundred thousand dollars to go to Lubbock, yeah they, they got paid four hundred k I mean the weekend previous UNT you, you and t wiped the floor with the not and then you're like, oh well, if you and T can do that, then Texas Tech should be able to, you know, just absolutely obliterate them. You know, score, you know, sixty. Again, I, on our last podcast, if you remember, I said it is absolutely embarrassing if Texas Tech does not score at least fifty points. They barely got thirty-five. They barely got thirty-five. Like, like it's insane, absolutely insane. Like, you look at some of the numbers here, right? So obviously, Alan Bowman, he leads the FBS in passing, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, I will yeah. say, you know, if we're just strictly going to look for positives here for a split second before we bash on him even more, I absolutely love, and I, and I will say this wholeheartedly, I love the running back position Texas Tech has. I love yeah. Sirajic Thompson. I love Tajay Brooks. I love Townsend. Um, Xavier White didn't get to play because of unknown reasons, um, and Texas Tech won't disclose those because of COVID. They want to keep that um, in house and they won't release why people are missing games. Um, but those four right there, that's a really, really good stable of running backs for Texas tech. Um, and I was doing the post game show. I, I, I hope some people watched it here on the guns up nation Facebook page. Um, had a lot of great people come out and talk to me. Um, I, the thing that pissed me off the most Tobias, and I know you didn't get to watch all of it. Cause again, you had ESPN plus issues was I don't know what the hell David Yost is trying to prove about throwing the ball outside of the numbers, but like, bro, throw it in between the hashes, throw it inside the numbers because geez, like Keyshawn Carter, he's a stud. He's a track star. That's built like a Greek God. Now he put on 20 pounds. You have him and Dalton rigged in the middle of the field that are running four threes in the 40 yard department, if not faster. And you're putting them outside. You got to put these guys in the middle where the field is open and also Tobias, you remember one of the big things about this scheme that we like coming in was they were going to use tight ends. They only threw yeah. to the tight end twice. And he only caught one because the other one was just terribly inaccurate by Alan Bowman. It, it, it was just awful. Like the, the, the play calling was just pitiful, dreadful, whatever word you want to use to describe it as awful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know we kinda, he kind of he kind of came in or he did come into tech, you know, and being known as some offensive genius. You know, I'm waiting to see the brilliancy. You know, I'm waiting to see this, with
1: you. you
0: know, this unique mind of offensive creativity. you know, we just haven't seen it yet. You know, I mean, it, it, this this is the point. You know, you have by a week this week. Then you're playing Texas. They're ranked with nine. Um, we talked about this last podcast. You don't have a lot of time to be you know, making things up on the fly. You're playing playing the ninth best team in the country at home in a week. So I don't know what they're going to do this week in practice, but playing against HBU, like, I want to see what the line is for UT, but it has to be over. It has to be like you talked about in in our group chat, over 13 and a half. It has to be. That's
1: the the minimum. to
0: lose Minimum. Minimum.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt, but, yeah, like, I mean, that's the minimum in my opinion on there.
0: Yeah, I just like I said, you just don't have enough time to just you know tinker with things. It's like you need to kind of this was a game to kind of see what you guys have. They you know it's only HBU. I mean, you struggle with them, so how do how do I expect you to play? You know, get good against a, I mean, a very good defense. You know, there's five star talent all over um all over the field. You know, we're waiting for this talent to pop. But I was talking to my dad about this. UT has had a top five recruiting class three years in a row well, no, top 12 recruiting class the last three years in a row. And two of those three years, I believe, it was in the top five. So those five-star recruits are sophomores and juniors now. This, You know, this could be a year. Like, like I said, many people have a UT in the playoff. So you mm-hmm. could – you, you are potentially playing a potential playoff team in two weeks. So you're going to have to figure something out.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, this is – this was supposed to be that game where – you build confidence for the remainder of your season, you know, where, yeah, you do have a tough matchup to begin the Big 12 play on your schedule, but Houston Baptist was supposed to be that one where it's like it gets the fans in it because you're scoring, you know, 70, 77 points on these guys, and you're barely hanging 35. And your defense – I mean, you, just said, you mentioned it earlier. I don't think Texas Tech really won this football game. I think Houston Baptist lost it. They, they made some bad coaching decisions. You know, I mean, it, it, it was just bad. And, you know, you look at some of the positives, again, and it's difficult. Um, I I thought one of the big positives for Texas Tech was I thought the linebackers looked really good. Um, the thing is the secondary was so dreadful that people that look at the linebackers are just going to be like, oh, well, they didn't play that great. The defense gave up this to HBU. Well, I mean – Kirshawn Merriweather came in and won Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week. He had 12 tackles, yeah. seven solo, and a half tackle for loss. Like, the dude made an impact, right? Rico Jeffers, second in the yeah, team in yeah, tackles yeah. with eight total. And then I thought Boyer Randall had a great game. The thing that pissed me off more than anything was the utilization of him in terms of they. Tobias, I, I don't know about you, but I do not like an outside linebacker going into coverage and guarding a slot receiver. It just doesn't make much no, sense. No.
0: Not, not at all and he's he, on he, there's only a few even yeah
1: he he did that multiple times
0: yeah i mean there's only a few nfl linebackers in the league in the nfl i don't even trust doing that and i'm and it's probably going to be in some type of zone you know for the most part exactly. i don't want them matching, i don't want them imagine those line receivers
1: no i mean I, he he made good plays i give him credit like he didn't get burned or anything but like that's a coaching thing like
0: yeah, they put on the
1: yeah exactly there was i put it in our uh, guns up nation group chat um he played on 22 plays tobias where he rushed the passer um this is boyer randall i'm talking about let me pull this up so i can exactly get the numbers for you so i'm not fibbing to the audience out here because i was absolutely shocked at these numbers by boyer randall when he was rushing the passer it was absolutely insane um Trying to pull it up right now. But, I, again, this kind of is a testament to it. So, I just got it right here. Boyer Randall rushed the passer on 22 plays. He created two quarterback hurries, had five tackles and two pass deflections on those 22 plays where he rushed the passer. Why the hell is he not rushing the passer every goddamn play?
0: Like, Yeah. I mean, like – just coaching that i you know, you being a coach, you're supposed to adjust to your, you know, players' strengths and weaknesses, you, you know. You look at just, you know, you even just look at, um, like, NBA. We were talking about the playoffs earlier. Coaches like Michael Malone, they lean to the strengths of their players. You're not going to exploit their weaknesses, you know. You look at, like, the Rams players, good coaches, they get the best out of the players because they play to their strength. They don't have them doing things that are okay or decent. You know, if you have a good pass rusher, He's going to be rushing the passer. You don't see Khalil Mack dropping in coverage a lot. Why? Because that's not what he does. Yeah. If he's a good pass rusher, make him let him run – let him rush the passer. You brought I, in all these transfers, especially in the secondary, the last two years for a reason.
1: Yeah, No. and, and I get like, you know, inevitably he's going to have to drop back in coverage. We're not saying he's never going to drop back yeah. in coverage, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's defense. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, Patterson early on in the offseason said, Boyer Randall's going to be our guy at the – raider or spur position raider position right and the raider position by his own definition said that he was going to rush the passer 60 percent of the time and only drop back and play the linebacker position sideline to sideline 40 percent of the time he didn't even do that he was on the field for 83 plays and he only rushed the passer 22 22 times we're looking at a percentage hmm. of about 25 percent here what, what are we doing you know, you got to send guys where, especially when you look on the other side of Eli Howard, Eli Howard's getting double teamed every time. Like, you're mm-hmm. not, he's not going to have success. He He's a great football player, but, you know, even great football players, you know, the only ones that really, you know, can dominate a double team are like Aaron Donalds of the world, the Khalil Max, and mm-hmm. Eli Howard isn't that. That's not a knock on him. It's just those guys are otherworldly. Um, so you're putting your guys in a bad spot that are supposed to be playmakers, i.e., the Eli Howers of the world, who really didn't do much. You look at it, he had two tackles, one solo, half a sack, half a sackle for loss, and one QB hurry. Like, okay. Like, he didn't really do much, you know? And, and, and the thing is, I, I think that could be attributed to because Boyer Randall and the guys that were playing the Raider position, they were dropping back into coverage. And I get that HBU, you know, they're, they have five guys out there in terms of, you know, the wide receiver group and everything. But at the same time... Again, I do not want my outside linebacker that's like 6'4", 225, and who can get to the quarterback, you know, pretty frequently, dropping back into coverage and guarding a slot receiver. If he's guarding a tight end, okay, I get it. I'd rather have a safety do it, but I get it.
0: Because it kind of – when when doing that, it almost kind of makes it seem like they weren't prepared like for that like like it's like it's like they didn't know that you know they're gonna be a four hour, five out, you know, it's like they didn't know almost. Yes. They're like, oh, we're gonna just kinda try things on the five in. I mean, Zappy, I mean, he can sling it, you know. <laughs> he, he, he he can it. he can sling it a little bit and it's obvious that we can see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's no secret. Like their literally their offensive coordinator was a Cliff Kingsbury disciple. Like, they run the air raid. You should be prepared for this. You see this virtually every day, or at least your defense has seen, at least a lot of your defense has seen this under Cliff Kingsbury every day in practice. Like, how are you not prepared? And there's people out there on, you know, the forums and everything, and we see it all the time in the comments on Guns Up Nation on Facebook that say, oh, well, they were holding their cards. Like, no, you don't, you don't, hold, your, you don't hold your damn cards here. If you're Texas Tech, you blow them out. Mm-hmm. You get everybody playing time. You don't do that. And if they did do that, we need to have a discussion about Coach Wells and crew because that's just stupidity at its finest as a coach.
0: No, no, I agree. I mean, like we talked about this last podcast. You know, this was a game for you to kind of like – it was a two-and-up game. You only have one as opposed to the three. What I would have liked to see, I would have liked them to blow them out and they just, you know, get reps in, get reps in, get timing down, things like that. Exactly. You're playing against a team that you're playing against, you know, new faces that you haven't played before. It is HBU, Yeah, I mean, well – they're not that good, but I guess I can't really say that how they played on Saturday. But you know, this was your time to work on these. Like I said, you have the number nine team coming to Lovick in two weeks. You need to be prepared for them because if not, it, it 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 could it could get ugly. You know, we were we were rejected to win by forty. We could lose by thirty in two weeks.
1: I would be shocked at all if that happened. Like I, again, on the on the post game show, I was I don't know if you watched that Tobias. I was trying to keep it positive, but at the same time, like.
0: No, It was hard. It was hard to do that.
1: Well, well just also, like, you got to be realistic, you know? Like, people are going to tell when you're trying to sugarcoat something, and I was not trying to sugarcoat anything to Tech fans. Like, the secondary was dreadful. The linebackers, I thought, played pretty good. The pass rush was abysmal at times. Um, the play calling on offense was putrid, in my opinion. Uh, they refused yeah. to use the middle of the field. The left side of the offensive line had six – false start penalties, six. You want to win a football game and you had six false starts on one side of your line, what the hell are you doing?
0: Back in Kingsbury days, we could be one of the most penalized teams in the (laughs) Twelve.
1: When you would have more penalty yards than rushing yards.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, Then, then, like I said, I guess this – I mean, their schedule, you know, we talked about it earlier, you know, they – the Texas comes in here, Kansas State. Where you go at Kansas State, I Iowa State, who where you don't play well. West Virginia quarterback. He only played one game, but I think he can sling it. Then you play OU
1: and Spencer right. Rattler. My God, he's going to be in the Heisman race.
0: Oh Lord, yeah, that, yeah.
1: He's the truth, man. Like he, I, I say this, I say this already knowing the past three QBs at uh, Oklahoma and Tobias. You may, you may call me just ludicrous and just call me all kinds of names, but I think – let me preface this first. The most talented quarterback that Lincoln Riley has ever worked with at Oklahoma is by far Kyler Murray, by far, in my opinion, right? I think Spencer Rattler is at the same level of Kyler Murray in terms of just ability, and if not, better. I agree. The dude can freaking sling it.
0: I mean, if you you took off – you know, Rattler and put Murray in there, he looks like him. He, look, he, look, he looks he looks like him. You know, I think, I mean, I think that even with Rattler, I think, you know, Kyler, he has his struggles early at a and I think Rattler, he played a, played a game last year, I believe. He's to pretty much learn, and he's coming out there. I mean, he can, he can make every throw. I don't think there's a throw that he, you know, can make. he's not consistently. He can yeah. throw – he can pretty much throw everything. He's very, very mobile. He can – he looks very, very similar to Kyler Murray.
1: No, that's the first pick in the draft in 2022 right there yeah period yeah he is i mean trevor lawrence and josh or not josh but is it josh fields yeah fields (laughs)
0: justin Justin,
1: my god what i'm thinking of josh fields this outfielder i literally looked at my tv screen over there and it was the dodgers uh but anyway no yeah justin fields and then you know obviously i think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with trey lance um yeah but those three are going to be the top three quarterbacks taken this year and then i wonder you know we're purdy goes obviously but in 2022 the odds on favorite to be the number one pick has to be spencer rattler
0: it has to be rattler
1: yeah, yeah it, has, I mean, it has to be but let, let, let's get back to texas tech real quick though so just we're going to run through the numbers real quick so the passing numbers they passed for 430 the leading receiver was Keyshawn carter and he did most of that in one drive which honestly pissed me the hell off um if i'm being honest um sarajik thompson from irving had to shout out my hometown. You know how that is, Tobias. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's the true bell cow for this, but it's great to see that there's, you know, at least two other guys in the running back group that can play significant snaps if needed. Tajay Brooks is built like a bowling ball. And then Townsend, I love him. He kind of has that Austin Eckler type feel to him um, in terms of I, a really good I'm, pass catcher.
0: What I like about the group is you may all kind of bring something different to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, you you all bring him in, you're all going to get something new. Like you said, Brooks looks, looks like a truck. Townsend kind of, you at Ecklerfield, and I think Thompson is pretty much the most um, well-rounded out of the three. But I like what they all bring to the table.
1: You know who Thompson kind of reminds me of? I, I, I don't know um, this guy that I'm going to comp him to, his measurables, but just like his running style and everything, it kind of reminds me of Ronald Jones at USC. Hmm. Like, I don't know if you watched a lot of him. I know it's Pac-12 after dark. A lot of people don't like watching football that late. But I liked Ronald Jones at USC. I don't think he's going to be as good as Ronald Jones, but that's kind of the similar player he is. Um, Ronald Jones was obviously faster. Ronald Jones, I think, was running like a Mm -hmm. Um, 4-4. Thompson will probably run closer to a 4-5-5 if I had to guess.
0: I think, I mean, I think, well, Thompson, he's definitely getting better. I mean, I don't want to, you know, boost him, but he kind of has, like, some Kareem Hunt, you know, capabilities. You know, I think he really can catch the, back, catch the ball out of the back foot. So he always has good pad leverage. I think he falls forward for the most part. I don't, like I said, I don't know if he'll be as good as Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's, you know, very, Legit. very, very good. But yeah, he but, yeah, I think Ronald Jones is also a very good comp for him as well.
1: Yeah, no, I. that's the thing about Sir Roderick, who, you know, when he came in – um well, I guess is what is it two years ago now um yeah two years ago holy crap um he was kind of like I don't want to say he was the afterthought at the running back position but you remember there was Daly on Ward that blast from the past right there um and then Taje or Tayshaun Henry who now plays at Houston and now the last one remaining of that group is Sir Roger Thompson um you know it, it's just kind of funny how all that stuff works out and really you know he he just kind of you know the cream rose to the top um per se but let's move on um texas tech receiving this is just tobias a real quick question i want you to in in order who are the top three wide receivers on the texas tech roster in your opinion
0: Pastor easy Mm, the th-
1: you think Vasher's number one? Carter?
0: No, no, no. I was just naming the three. I was just naming the three. I think it's, I think it's, it's a comma. Vasher would be, probably be second. And okay. third would probably be Carter, maybe. Probably.
1: I don't know if this is a hot take, but I, I don't. With the amount of depth on this team and the way that they're using him, I don't know if TJ Vasher's a top two wide receiver on this team. Because.
0: Yeah, I mean he's just a uh, – yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. He's just a big threat. You know, you can if you, you need to throw the ball down the field somewhere. You like like especially it's really like goal line stuff, too you need to throw a fade in the back of the end, so he's probably gonna be your guy. Sure. He's almost like a Big tight end, you can just put that wide right receiver just because, I guess, mm-hmm. type of thing. He's obviously never going to play tonight. He's too skinny, but is that type of thing. Like goal line stuff, he's just super athletic, long arm. You kind of throw him fades. And I guess if you're this third and 13, you need to throw the ball down the field, you just throw it up there and hope he, hope he comes down with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Every offense would yeah. love to have one of those. But yeah. I think Eazy-E is Eric Uzakama is, is the best wide receiver on the team, um, in my yeah, he opinion. Is. And then I think Keyshawn Carter's number two, but the problem is that Yost doesn't use him right. If you're I, – I, I don't get why this isn't used more often, Tobias, and maybe you know and I don't. Let's just say they go five wide, right? Texas Tech tends to do that sometimes. Okay? So let's say they go five wide and they want to keep a tight end out there because supposedly this group of, you know, offensive geniuses love to use the tight end and they only throw it to them twice. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, Let's just say they have Eazy-E, Keyshawn Carter on one side, and then on the other side it goes Koontz, Rigdon, Vasher. Why the hell are you not using the middle of the damn field? Like, why? Mm -hmm. You use Koontz across the middle as a safety blanket. You can send Rigdon or Carter right down the middle of the hashes right there. You can also just run a little, you know, slant route with Eazy-E or do the same thing with Vasher. Like, there's so many options, but yet – they refuse to do it, and they just throw outside bubble screens. It seems like every other play.
0: What I like to see them do sometimes, I would like to see, like you could have Thompson in the backfield and have you know, have Thompson in the backfield and have Townsend, like it's like a slot receiver type of thing, because I know some NFL teams, do. they have both their running backs in the game. They'll put one of them like the Cowboys do. It. They'll have Zeke in the backfield, and they'll put – um. What's the, uh, the smaller one from Memphis? Was They'll Tony put him Pollard. at wide receiver sometimes. Pollard. I would like to see Townsend because I think that, you know, you get him in open space, he's a playmaker, He's super athletic and fast. I would like to see them. I mean, he only caught one pass yesterday, but I think that if he shows he can catch the ball consistently, I would like to see them put both of them on the field at the same time and see if you can use Townsend, even if he's a distraction. Just, you know, I and mean, have him just moving around. You can get him open.
1: Yeah, this team is just far too talented not – to be good it it, it's basically coming down to and you know how I felt about him when he got hired Tobias in terms of coach Matt Wells Um, I I thought it was a pretty solid hire something's got to change it it just has to change this team is just there's too much talent on the team and that even goes for the secondary there's talented guys in the secondary but for some reason they just can't make it click I mean for Pete's sakes they have Adrian Fry who's a a previous All-American back there like and you can't make this click you, you, i i don't know what the issue is at this point like again i think you got to tip your cap to houston baptist they came out with a killer game plan good for them mm-hmm. they they gripped it and ripped it out there but at the same time like you have to literally look at the defense and think what the hell are you doing like what wh- what the hell are you doing and why can't you make an adjustment
0: i mean like you said these are three showcase games i think HBU just trying to you know get their guys out there and see like i said see what happens you know both the Stearns brothers and Zappi, I, they're probably going to get calls, you know, whenever they're after next week. Someone, someone's going to call, and I would. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're no, there's no risk involved. And like I guess they're really showcasing their guys also, you know, if. Zappy can get a go to Texas, taking the stern. Brothers can go wherever they're going to go. That looks good for HBU. So I'm, I would, you know, and they're just letting them rip. It. They're like, like how the Seahawks are letting Russ, letting Russ go, or whatever. They're, they're letting cook. Zappy in the stern, but just do what they let them cook. They letting Zappi cook right now. He's cooking all yeah. 67, four, t- four four touchdowns.
1: Unbelievable. If this is an indication of what the hell this season is going to be like, Tobias, you I'm and I right, are going to sound like grumpy that. ass old men on this shit.
0: Cause keep in mind, I want to go to the OU game, but it's just like, do I even want to go at this point? Well, I know it's one game, but good lord, like, cause if he threw for four six seven, I'm not gonna lie to you, Rattler could throw for a rack. He could throw for a thousand, cause <laughs> <laughs> if that be throwing for five six seven, and and Spencer Rattler is light years better than him, I, I could argue that, that that he 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 might get close. He could if he, if he wanted to. I don't I don't know if, if they kept making want to beat up on 10 <laughs> if they kept him in the game. I think. I think he could. I think he'll get close. Because, I mean, I don't think Lincoln Riley want to beat up Tech like that. But maybe he, maybe Lincoln Riley's having a bad day. He just really wants to stick it to Tech for whatever reason.
1: I mean, shoot, he doesn't even have what, to. Have what will stop him? It's twenty twenty, bro. He's had a bad year. He's just gonna pile it on yeah, everybody that's who gives a damn. He saw <laughs> he did to Missouri know, State.
0: Yeah. <laughs> then Rattlers a, um Rattlers a, um he has an ego, I think, to say the least. Oh yeah. I think he would try. I think he would try. I don't. I don't think he's as nice as Jalen Hurts and as Kyler Murray. I think that Rattler actually would try to do it, if if even if Lincoln told him no. I think he would. No, I, I think on a throw for a thousand today.
1: Like people can change, but if you want to see the ego Tobias is talking about, go on Netflix and watch QB One. Yeah, he's like uh... that dude's got an ego, bro. And, and to be oh, fair, boy. he can back it up. He can back it up. Oh yeah. But he's uh man.
0: He's, he's 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 feisty. He he'll he'll talk he'll talk trash. He'll get in your face. He is not scared of anything. He's not um, very big, but he'll he, he plays like it.
1: Yeah, he uh, yeah he he he's gonna be a problem in the Big Twelve for a couple years to come here. Yeah, it, it it pisses me off. Lincoln keeps finding all these guys. Um, but I mean, hey, what great talent <laughs> wants to go to a coach that's gonna produce them, and he produces them, man.
0: And he's bringing in the number one quarterback or number three or top two passing quarterback in the country next year. Yep, and he's going to replace Spencer after a redshirt year. Yep, it'll it'll be fun. Um, Yep. The next five to six years
1: in the Big 12. But before we talk about Texas Tech soccer and um, them opening the season on national television, nonetheless, we got to thank our sponsor of today's podcast, Two Docs. 2Docs device, Um, I'm not going to lie. 2Docs probably would have been a blessing and a curse for me on Saturday if I watched the game there because the way Tech was, I would have gotten hammered.
0: Oh, yeah. You took the word right out of my mouth. I I think a lot of Tech fans are going to be at 2Docs consistently (laughs) over over these next couple of games or so because you're going to need something to get that edge off. You're going to need some. You're going to need some good food, some alcoholic beverages. It's just – get you through the Saturdays. Cause like I said, like I said, two weeks from now, I think you're going to need it. And you're going to need a few more weeks after that.
1: Well, two docs is the place to go. Cause they got great beer. You're going to need some live music to build your spirits up after you see Texas tech, you know, um, hopefully win but we're, we're trying to keep it realistic around here and then as Tobias mentioned they got great food it's a friendly environment they'll, they'll keep you nice and loose out there so you're not stressed too much over Texas Tech football 2Docs is located at 502 Texas Avenue in downtown Lubbock, Texas be sure to go support a local business in 2Docs Brewery and you can support Guns Up Nation as well if you go on to 2 com right now and use the Guns Up code for, in the promo code section and you spend $49 or more you'll get free shipping again that promo code is guns up if you use or if you buy 49 dollars or more on their website again that website is com, and that promo code is guns up and you get free shipping on all orders of 49 dollars or more again twodocksbrewering.com and tell them guns up nation sent you tobias we'll move on and talk about texas tech soccer something you and i are just we love it we can't get enough of it um, I will say this, Tobias. I, w- I don't know if you canceled. Did you cancel your ESPN uh, Plus subscription?
0: No, 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 I haven't.
1: Don't, don't. Texas Tech Soccer's on there like five times this year.
0: Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to be on it. Stay tuned in This this team's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun, yeah. a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so it was supposed to kick off last weekend, if you remember, Tobias. They were supposed to go up to Manhattan, mm-hmm. Kansas, but, um, a COVID outbreak, I think there was a couple of COVID um, players on Texas Tech that tested positive or had been in close contact, or I don't want to speculate, or something like that. They, they had been in contact with COVID in one way or another. Um, and so they had to move that game to the end of the season, and it's going to be November 13th in Manhattan, Kansas. Talk about some cold weather. And by the way, I absolutely yeah. lied to you, Tobias. Every game is on ESPN mm-hmm. Plus this year except for two or three, and the three that aren't are on ESPNU, Fox Sports, and Fox Sports Southwest. So there you go. So definitely if you're a Texas Texas Tech soccer fan, you got to watch that on ESPN+. And I think for every home game, you can listen to the voice of Texas Tech men's basketball as well calling the soccer games and Jeff Haxton. Um, But Texas Tech, they start this weekend against Baylor. Um, Baylor a solid team um texas tech was picked to win the big 12 this year um baylor projected to finish middle of the pack um if you look at the preseason tobias you talked about a little bit the talent that's coming back for texas tech um just reiterate that and talk about um who to really watch this year when it comes to texas tech soccer
0: i think you really watch it watch all of them personally i think he's kind of like the justice league kind of just pick who you like the most i guess and just did enjoy the ride, but I mean, look at, look at the attack. You got Kirsten Davis, Allie, uh, Allie Griffin, you got uh, Jay King. I mean, what's not, you know, what's, what's not, what's not to love about that? I think they're going to be, they're going to be fighting over goals. L- literally, There's going to be like, you get a goal, you get a goal, and you get a goal. It's just whoever really, I mean, like I said, they're going to be fighting the score at some point. But I think this team is super talented. It's just unfortunate, you know, we can't get to see them play, you know, a full season and see what they can do in the tournament. Because I think this team is, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're, of course, they're deep. You know, everyone came back, but they're just so tired. It's just sad you won't be able to get to see them, you know, go to like a research full potential this year.
1: Yeah, no, and, and really the Big 12 is most likely going to be a two-horse race. It's going to be Texas Tech and Oklahoma yeah. State um, yeah. to see who wins. And Baylor was projected to finish seventh in the conference. But you look at Texas Tech, I mean, there was nine votes. They received – Six first place votes and 72 points overall. Oklahoma State was next closest at 70. And then there was a 15 point drop off. So that kind of tells you how media members see this conference going as a two horse race. And if you look at Texas Tech, you know, you start off with Baylor. Baylor was projected to finish seventh. Then you have Kansas, projected to finish sixth. Then you have OU, projected to finish eighth. Those are three possible wins right there, right? Then you have mm-hmm. West Virginia, who was projected to finish fourth. But you get to play the uh, Mountaineers at home, so you could go start off 4-0. and Then you go to TCU, who is projected to finish third. You might lose that one since it's in Fort Worth. We'll give the Horned Frogs that one, so you're 4-1, and right? Your next game is against Iowa State, who's projected to finish ninth, dead last in the conference, so let's say that's a win. And then the big one, they, This is this is probably for the Big 12 championship on Halloween weekend in Stillwater, Oklahoma, on October 30th. That's probably for the Big 12 title right there. That game is yeah. probably the Big yeah. 12 championship, the de facto Big 12 championship um, for Texas Tech and as well as Oklahoma State because, I mean, you look at Oklahoma State, they probably have lost one game going in there too, and Texas Tech probably lost one as well. So whoever wins mm-hmm. that probably wins if they win outright. And, you know, Texas Tech, they finish out the year with Texas, who's projected to finish right in the middle at fifth overall, and then Kansas State is supposed to finish uh, – dead last as well i guess technically they can't finish dead last if they're tied for last but there's projected to finish ninth with iowa state so you know i I did the soccer preview for the site gunsupnation.com be sure to go check that out um i had texas tech tobias going eight and one
0: yeah i mean they could go eight and one i mean the only stinker i could see is you know is against tc you know some of the teams in the conference like they do play um a weird kind of style of play. I know Coach doesn't really like the way they play, but, you know, it is kind of hard, especially if you get down. Um, I know last, you know, some of the girls, they were upset because they were going through rough passes where they couldn't score, but I don't think they're going to have that issue this year.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to have that um, issue either. Um, so, yeah, I, I think really when you look at what Texas Tech has um, in terms of scoring, obviously you mentioned it. You mentioned it earlier – sorry to interrupt there, Tobias. You mentioned it earlier um, that, you know, they have their three leading scorers back. And Kirsten Davis, Allie Griffin, and Jade King. I mean, how how many programs legitimately get the three different scores that led their team in scoring back from the three past years? I, I don't know if there's any team in the country that's done that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think so either. And, I mean, really all they're going to stop this team is really themselves and just injury pretty much for the most part. You know, I don't think anything – I mean, I don't want to jump the gun, but this team is very, very – I think something catastrophic would happen for them not to be at least competing for the Big Four title this year.
1: Yeah, knowing it helps when you got uh, Maddie Icewater and Irvane's white back there saving yeah. everything for you. My goodness, I still can't get that screaming call I had out of my yeah. head. Um, against Pepperdine in the NCAA tournament. That was no, probably, that, my, was, that was probably my favorite call.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was talking to one of my friends about it the other day, someone asked him the day, they said, what is your best moment so far? It's like, you know, more in the games, like in person, obviously, obviously, you know, the final four was up there when we, you know, got a chance to go to, when we beat a, um, it, Yeah. me yeah, Maybe you can say to go, but I told him, I said, it was a women's soccer game. I said, I, um, Man, asking why she blocked um, a goal against Pepper. Now, that's definitely in my top two moments, you know, so far as going to games so far in my young career.
1: Yeah, I think just because, I mean, I was fortunate enough to broadcast the games. So, for mm-hmm. softball, volleyball, and soccer, I think probably my two moments where I actually got to call the games, the first one, I think you know what I'm going to say, Jessica Hartwell. Um, Yeah, that one was freaking awesome her last at bat as a red raider at um rocky johnson Mm -hmm. she hits a three run home run to give texas tech the lead against number 15 kentucky on senior day um just just storybook type stuff from her and then that madison white call was just absolutely ridiculous a true freshman going against the girl that had the lone goal for the waves that day um and if she saved it texas tech went on if they if she didn't the game continued, and, um, mm-hmm. she, and the thing is, you know, she didn't even have to just save that one. She had to save two in a row because her team, you know, I don't want to say they let her down, but, you know, good for Pepperdine. Their, their goalie came in and made a crucial stop on one of the PKs, and then Madison White said, all right, you make one stop, I'll make two, and then Texas Tech went on to North Carolina, and they inevitably lost to the Michigan Wolverines um, down there. Um, in the round of 32. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, this team is so just talented from the back line, the midfield. I mean, we didn't even mention Penny Malenga. We didn't even mention Cassie Hyatt, Hannah Anderson. Like, there's just so many people on this team that are so – that are just quality soccer players and really good people too, a lot of good people on the team. But, you know, they have all this chemistry together. And the great part is, you know, if they really wanted to, they can all come back next year. Yeah, I know. And run it back.
0: Yeah, I would love, I mean, I would love to see what happens with that situation. They do have, a you know, a long season ahead of them. But if they come back, hopefully everything will be back to somewhat, you know, normal and we can see them reach their full potential. I mean, we'll see, though.
1: Yeah, no, what's crazy is let's just say that everybody comes back next year. I mean, Margaret Begley could legitimately get her doctorate by the time she leaves Texas Tech and still be playing soccer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> she she could she could be like the the um, women's soccer ver- or not women's soccer version, just the soccer version of uh, uh, Tony Morales. You remember him, Tony Morales, the offensive lineman for Texas yeah. Tech. He was here for like eight years. Like she <laughs> would be I mean? here for seven.
0: Yeah, I mean, why 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 not go we'll try to get you, try to advance, get you a national championship, or advance as far as the tournament as you can, and walk out with a doctorate? Why not?
1: Yeah, and last I checked, she was still uh, dating Grant Little, the baseball player.
0: Oh well, yeah,
1: was, yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. Saying he's doing good in the Padres organization. So life is good if you're Margaret Begley yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I'll tell you what, life is good. Yeah, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. but he's Tobias Bass. You can follow him at Tobias underscore bass on Twitter. Um RC Maxville, you can follow me at RCMB three two three. Tobias, should we should I let the people know this week on this show who's gonna be on the postgame show next week after Texas? Or do you mm-hmm. even know?
0: I don't even. I don't think I know. Who is it?
1: Should I let him know? You know what? That no. We're gonna keep a tease in the business. We're gonna keep that a tease. Okay. We're gonna keep that a tease okay. for the people to keep coming back. Because uh, I'll. Uh, we're, we're gonna have a special guest next week, and for the remainder of the football season, on the Guns Up Nation post game shows for Texas Tech football. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna want to check that out. I I might be announcing that on Twitter. Um, there's a local Lubbock sports radio, and I'll call him a star. He won't like that. Hopefully he won't listen to this and call me mm-hmm. out on that. But he is a star. I promise you, you know him if you pay attention to Lubbock sports radio in town. Um, he'll be on the post game show um, after the Texas game. But, again, he's Tobias Bass, at Tobias underscore Bass on Twitter. I am RC Maxfield, at RCMB323. Be sure to go follow Guns Up Nation on every platform, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're almost there, Tobias. We're trying to get to 100K on Facebook. That's the goal. Go tell your friends. Go tell your friends. Go tell your grandma. Go tell your aunt that you don't like because she lives in Michigan and she always sends you a sweater for Christmas. But go tell her to like the page. I don't care, right? Just tell her to go like the damn page. But you can also check out great content. We have a bunch of great content on the website, GunsUpNation.com. But, again, he's Tobias Bass. I'm R.C. Maxfield. Be nice to others and – Please wear a mask. We'll catch y'all next time, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the podcast hosts and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. Visit our website at GunsUpNation.com for more Texas Tech news. Thanks again and Guns Up.